0: Hey guys! I'm so excited to get to share with you all. Um, it's been a hot minute, like pre-pregnant with our third baby, and she is almost 10 months old. So it's been a while, but I'm so glad to get to share with you this morning. And before I do, because I have the mic, I just want to give a shout-out to my husband. Can I do that? Will you all like just listen as I get to honor the man who is leading us? Um, and he is such a faithful Pure man of God, that you can know that he is exactly who he is up here. That he is at home. He's a faithful husband. He's a faithful dad, and he loves Jesus. And he is diligent and working so hard to lead us as a people um, into what God has for us. And um, if you don't, if you're new, um, he's awesome. Okay. Um, so um, I love you, babe. I love my seven-year-olds. Okay, and so we're going to read together one short verse this morning, okay? So we're going to stand up as we read the Word of God. This is a participation uh, sport. So we're actually all going to read it together, okay? Because there's something powerful about reading and unity. We said our prayer this morning. I think the verse is going to be on the screen. Psalm 27, 4. Okay, One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Awesome. Okay, Lord, thank you so much, God, that we get to encounter you this morning. I thank you that um, you are here with us. Your presence is with us, Lord. And it is such a joy to get to come together um, with your people and hear your word. And so I pray that our ears would be open this morning. I pray that people wouldn't hear me, but they would hear you speaking to them. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Okay, you can go ahead and, and sit down. Andrew already said this, but we are a note-taking church. So that means we actually think God's speaking and that we want to write it down so we remember. Um, and so I'm going to give you my title this morning. I am not very good at titles, okay? I'm just going to tell you. Andrew always comes up with these really random, obscure titles, you know, and then he unpacks it, and it's like really amazing, but I can't do that, and he tried to help, but all I got this morning is very simple, it's turn aside, keep doing it okay? If you're new here and turn aside doesn't make sense, I'll explain this, but keep doing it. That's about as catchy as I could get, okay? And um, preaching, kind of like sermon titles, is not um, very common for me. I'm much more comfortable leading worship. I love leading worship. I love getting um, to worship with all of you this morning. I'm like, I think my mascara is running. Um, I just love getting in the presence of God with all of you. That's more of my jam. So a few weeks ago, I was scheduled to lead worship, and we have worship before Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Um, and so I needed to be here early, but child care is a little bit of a challenge because Andrew is working. So I need someone to take my three children. And so I asked Steve and Linda, my amazing in-laws, if they would take care of our kiddos. And they said yes. So I was gonna bring them to their house really early before rehearsal, drop them off, and then I could be at church. And so I am on my way. I've loaded them up. Time is a, a titch tight, as Emily would say. It's a titch tight that morning. And so I'm trying not to be late. So I'm on my way to church, and I am like almost pulling in and I realized I've totally zoned out and I did not drop my kids off at Stephen Linda's house. So I just woo, went into autopilot mode and I completely forgot to drop them off. So thankfully they live close, head that way, drop them off, come back and I'm a little late but it was okay, it was okay. But I was thinking about that and I was thinking man, have you ever gone into autopilot mode? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? You just, you're driving, and you've gone somewhere a thousand times before, and but you didn't mean to go there that one time. You're headed somewhere else. So I think that this is a really common thing in driving. Andrew does this a lot, um, a lot more than me. Um, but we can do this a lot. But have you ever noticed that you can do this in driving, but this is kind of something we can do in our life. This is kind of how we can just get caught up in life, and we can just go into autopilot mode, right? And and we have this thing of we want to be a good friend, we want to be a good parent, we want to be a good spouse, we want to follow Jesus, but sometimes our day starts, and you just go through it, and then... Your head's on your pillow, and you're like, What did I just do? How did I just spend all of my time? I don't know if that's ever been you. We can start the year with so much vision and so much purpose and all these things you want to grow in, and then New Year's Eve comes around the next year, and it was kind of a whirlwind, and none of that stuff happens. And the same thing's going the same thing, you know? And I think that that can happen to us. And today, if you didn't know, it's July 18th. Today is July 18th, 2021, and we are about six months in to 2021, which is crazy. And we have six months left to go. And I don't have a very complicated, deep message for you this morning. I really just have one goal in prayer and sharing with you, and that is I want us to call us to remember what God has already spoken to us. I want us to remember and encourage us to resist going into autopilot mode, resist getting lulled asleep by the routine of our life and the things that have been going, and choose to stay awake to what God has already said, and it's still true, okay? So every year, what what has God said, right? For those of you who are new, you're like, what do you say? Um, So every year as a leadership team, we like to pray and seek God and say, what are you calling us as Antioch Indy to? What are you speaking to us that we can focus on? And if, um, excuse me, can I have some water just in case? Um, Oh, wow, on it. I want to keep it okay i 'm good i 'm hydrated somebody would say that 's my four year old so it 's we want an, a word for our year, a banner over our year, something to kind of focus on because there 's a lot that we can focus on right so what 's God saying? So we started our year in Exodus three, okay, and if you weren 't here in January. I'm going to give you a little recap, OK? Maybe you've slept since then, like me, and you need to be reminded of what God said. going to give you a little recap. We start our year in Exodus 3 with Moses. And he was wandering in the wilderness, and life was not going the way that Moses thought it was going to go. That sounds familiar to anyone in your own life. But things weren't going the way that he thought. So he's in the wilderness. And I can only imagine that he had a heart and a mind full of questions for God. And this is where you find him. He didn't know that in the wilderness that that was also the mountain of God. That was where he was going to meet God. So Exodus 3, 2 through 4 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when Moses said, I will turn aside... And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called out to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. God's word to us this year is turn aside. He is calling us to be a people who in the middle of our routines, driving down the roads, we always drive down, going to the coffee shops that we always go to, carrying and navigating the situations that we are in, that we might know, not know what to do with. He's calling us back to turn aside to hear his voice. In the middle of all of it, he's like, just one thing, hear my voice. And God's promise to us is that if we will do that, if we will turn aside to his presence and realize, whoa, God is with me. God is here. God is speaking and he will speak to you. He will. He's so faithful. And there is this mysterious peace that happens when we know God is with us and we can say, okay, Lord, here I am. Whatever you wanna do. That's what I wanna do. So we're six months in to 2021. How do you think that's going for you? How do you think that's going? Turning aside to God's presence. I would say I've been doing okay. Got some some moments of doing it. Got some moments not of doing it. The other day, my kids were taking hours cleaning their room. Literally hours. And they're fighting. They're playing. They're hitting. They're screaming. They're crying. Right, Rose? And they're doing all these things, and I just snap, and I lose it. And I'm yelling at them, and it was it was not so much of a win, okay? I didn't turn aside and receive any patience from the Lord in that moment, okay? I did feel convicted, and I apologized, so a little bit of a win, okay? Okay. Um, so I've had my moments. I've also had some moments where I have done this. And I can tell you that it is bearing fruit in my life. There's been a really, really challenging family situation that we're currently still in the middle of. And I was kind of starting to swirl and spiral. I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys. And in my head, I was starting to go down rabbit trails that just were not helpful. And um, I was I was feeling a little hopeless. Um, and instead of, of letting those feelings and all of those emotions start to tank me, there's this invitation of God to turn aside and to hear him in this situation and to receive his truth. And so he gave me Philippians 4, and I have just been saying that verse all the time, while I'm doing my dishes, Lord. Okay, whatever is lovely, true, pure, admirable, just, excellent, praiseworthy, that's what I'm gonna think about. I'm not gonna let my mind dwell on this hopelessness I feel or this fear that I have, but I'm gonna choose to think about you. And that, I'm serious, is changing the heaviness that I feel by turning aside and hearing from him. What else could I want? out of out of life. And and a friend recently shared with me this cool story, one of her turn aside moments. She's been trying to hear God, trying to turn aside to him. And so she was eating dinner with a family member, her and her husband, and this family member just started opening up to her and started sharing about some anxiety that she was dealing with and feeling really overwhelmed by. And that is not normal for this family member to share. And so my friend was like, "Okay, in this moment, I think God wants me to pray for her. And so that's very uncomfortable for my friend. And so she just says, hey, can we pray for you right now? They get to pray over her, um, which was out of her comfort zone. But God showed up in that moment, and he was speaking, and he was using her, and she stepped out in boldness. And that encourages me so much in the daily things that we are already doing, already eating dinner with our family, already gathering together. And I'm sure if you look back on your past six months of this year, maybe you have some highs, maybe you have some lows of turning aside and walking with Jesus. Am I right? Am I alone? No? Okay, good. And so we have six months left to go. We have six months left. And how can we make sure that we don't keep going in autopilot mode? Right? How do we make sure that we don't stop doing what God has called us to do? And in Psalm 27, 4, that we read at the beginning, David writes to us this turn-aside prayer and says, One thing have I asked of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord All the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, that is a very beautiful and poetic psalm right? I just hear it. And I'm like the English person in me, like loves English, not like speaks English, but (laughs) like I love English. I'm like, this is so beautiful. It's so great. Uh, You said it so well, David. But I think it's really easy to get caught up maybe in the poetic nature of this and think King David, worship leader, is just writing sweet poetry to the Lord. And he's got nothing going on living in his palace and playing his harp and lyre. And he's just laying down, writing to the Lord, I have nothing going on. So one thing is to be in your presence. One thing is to gaze upon your beauty. And since he must mean the one thing is living at church and worshiping 24-7, I can't do that. <laughs> and so I, I must not be able to do what the Bible says. There's, there's not really one thing that I could focus on, right? But Psalm 27 is not saying that the one thing is living at church with your harp and lyre, okay? It's about living and growing and disciplining your heart and your mind in all circumstances in all your days to be turned aside to the presence and voice of God. It's reminding our hearts, in our minds, in all the things to remember the one thing that matters the most God is here, God is with me, God wants to speak to me. My life is about Him and his glory. And David was a very imperfect man. If you read some of the stories, you're like, sheesh, David. He lived a very imperfect life, and he had some very imperfect things that were going on. And if we read Psalm 27, we see that he actually isn't riding out of boredom. He's not in his palace just strumming along, writing this psalm to us. He is writing to testify that in every moment of his life, God has been present and with him and available. The backstory, before we get to verse four, it's always good to know the backstory, isn't it? He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? In the darkest moments of my life, God, you are my light and you are with me in every moment. What could I fear? What could I fear when I could turn aside to hear you speaking, to know you are with me, to know I'm never alone? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I've been weak time after time, but when I turn aside to him, he's never failed to be my strength. When I need him the most, when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. David didn't have nothing going on, he knew what it was like to be attacked to be sinful, to get busy, to be hated and misunderstood. He knew what it was like to be celebrated, to be liked, disliked, hidden, and exalted. And he didn't pray, God, take away everything going on so then I can seek you. He prayed, God, in the midst of everything, help me choose the one thing that matters the most in the midst of everything going on in your life, I want to remind you of one thing this morning. God. God. God is with you. God is speaking to you. God is here. And I want to remind you this morning to turn aside to him. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Don't stop. Because I want to remind you this morning that we want to live with the end in mind. We just finished our series going through the seven letters in Revelation. It was amazing. Please listen if you haven't. Um, It was an amazing series. And every time Jesus wanted to remind his people of the promise of eternity that awaited them after this momentary life. And every single, to every single church that had so much going on, that was encountering so many things, that had to navigate so much, Jesus every time said, have ears to hear. Have your ears open. Turn aside to my presence. Listen to me. Live for me now. And these are not just extra things to do that you need to add to your life. that You've already got a lot going on. These are the keys to living the life that you want to live and that he has for us. And we just need to keep reminding each other, right? That's why we're in this together. We're just keep reminding each other of this truth so that we don't slip into autopilot mode and miss the one thing that matters most. God loves us too much. He loves us too much to not let us live for what matters. And if you're a practical-minded person, like myself, maybe you're like I I haven't written anything in my notes. I need something to write in my notes. So I have two practical things, two encouragements for you. That this is this is your time to shine. Okay, this is your moment to be. We want to be a one thing people. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you straight up. These are not fancy. Okay. they will not blow your mind. You are not gonna hear these and be like, oh my gosh, Heather just told me this super deep secret spiritual thing that no one else in the world has ever thought of when it comes to following God. I am not gonna do that, okay? I'm gonna tell you very simple things, but if you will actually do them, they will help you not miss the one thing that really matters. So the first thing I got Are you guys ready? Okay, the first thing is turn aside to the word of God. AKA, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Pick it up off your shelf. Dust it off. Read your Bible. It is our filter and our teacher for hearing the voice of God. God, in his kindness, has already outlined to us What matters most to him? He's already told us what he's like, how to hear his voice, how to pray, how to make wise decisions. He's already done that. His word is a lamp into our feet and a light to our path. It is sure. It is true. It is tested. And we must go to it to learn how to live in his ways and how to hear his voice. And this is not easy, okay? This is not gonna happen by itself. It takes intentionality, it takes discipline, it takes time, all the things that we do not like to do. All the things we don't like to do, okay? But it is so worth it. And over time, over intention, over um, digging in we're gonna grow to love it it's gonna go maybe from a should to a I treasure this I must hear from God as I'm reading his word and it is really worth it to practically pick a time in your day and read stop listen to the Bible app don't listen to a podcast don't watch that Netflix show it don't matter All the HGTV renovation shows that I love, Andrew's like, it's all the same. (laughs) And it is, okay? It, It is. It doesn't matter, okay? Sit down with your Bible, underline it, write the questions that you have to ask God, see things that he wants you to see, ask someone to do it with you. We need accountability. I love, a friend is reading through, or she just finished reading through the book of John with her sister And her sister was like, I don't really, I've never even really read my Bible. She's like, let's do it together. I'm like, yes, just do it. It's so worth it. It's so worth it because it is his way of speaking to us. And so we have to make it our priority. Jesus exhorts us in this way. He says in Matthew 7, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. The foundation of a house is sort of a main thing, don't, don't you think? And it sounds like Jesus is saying that knowing his words and obeying them is gonna keep us from falling apart. It is worth building our lives on because the winds come and the storms happen and hard things will come. And if we don't build our house on the rock, then we're gonna get shaken. But digging into his word is going to keep us focused on the one thing, and that's him. And being in his word is going to help us turn aside and remember God is with me when I'm in this business meeting this week. It's going to help us turn aside and remember that God is with me when I'm training up my kids in the ways of the Lord. God is with me when I'm going to this coffee shop and I'm gonna get my same coffee and I'm gonna see the same barista that I always see every week and I only know their name. He's gonna speak to me. And God is with me in my financial decision. God is with me in my neighborhood, right? God is with me. And the more we take in his word, the more we're gonna have to remember. The more we can turn aside to his word, we're gonna be able to recognize when he's actually speaking to us and what he wants to say. His word is our filter. So that's my first encouragement to you this morning is turn aside to the word of God. And the second one is turn aside to the people of God turn aside to the people of God. We are the body of Christ. We are members of one another, and we are not meant to do this alone. And I love that amen. But this can be really hard for us, if we're honest. This can be really hard for us independently-minded people You might even be really great with like, oh, I'm gonna turn aside to the word of God and hear God in the Bible, but people, I mean, imperfect other humans, like, I don't know, it's not really the same, right? It's not really the same. But apparently, I don't think that's how God sees it, okay? 1 Corinthians 12 says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body, that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. If we want to learn how to hear from God and know what he's saying, it would probably make sense to talk to his body about it. So really simply, there's, there's two ways I think we can turn aside to the people of God. There's much more, but these are two ways that we can do that, okay? This, is, this looks like prioritizing church. So you're nailing this one. Already got this one on lock, okay? Prioritize church, because just really fast, that whole thing that we just did in worship and taking communion and lifting the name of Jesus, that is incredible. Where else are you doing that in your life, okay? Nowhere, but here. It's such a good reminder. And gathering together regularly and consistently is one of the ways that we practice encountering the presence of God and hearing from God and serving is a way that we learn how to serve his body and how to put others before ourselves and listening to the word that is getting preached is going to disciple us and how to live out the things that God has for us at our workplaces and in our families. This is an amazing place an environment for us to learn how to hear from God and to keep us focused on the one thing that really matters. So prioritize church, got it. Secondly, prioritize life group. This is our small groups. We call them life group But life group is another way of consistently meeting together and building trust with other people who are saying, I want to follow Jesus. This is a value in my life. And we can all benefit from gathering together. And we can all benefit from not making decisions alone and we can learn how to hear God through the people in your life that he's already knitting you together with. We can benefit from that. And I love, I love the, the safeguard of this. I love that this is a safeguard in our life. Um, recently, I, well, it wasn't super recent. Time is relative. But um, a friend was like texting me and asking me and a few other people to pray for her business And she was thinking about expanding it, and so she's like, okay, we just need to hear God on whether we should go in this direction or not. This is a big decision. We want to hear God with other people. And so me and a few other people felt like God said, wait, didn't feel like a good time. So her and her business partner chose not to do that and not go in that direction, and The beautiful thing about this is that when we hear God together, he's either going to confirm something, which makes you more confident, or he's going to lead you in a better direction. And who would not want that in their life, okay? This is a place, life group, getting real with people is where we learn to sharpen each other. We learn to challenge each other. We learn to bring different perspectives that another person might not have. We can bring prayer and encouragement and hope and edification. We can bring rebuke sometimes if someone's walking in stupid stuff. Let's just be real. Don't do that. Stop it. And we need each other because that's how God intended it to be. But it's real uncomfortable at times. Yes, it is. It's gonna take risk. Yes, it does. It's going to take vulnerability. It's going to take humility. It's going to take submission on the part of one another. But it is so worth it because the glory of God and the blessing of God comes on us when we gather together and when we are submitted in unity to one another. And we are each apart. We're just a part. We need the whole. Thanks, babe. That was a good word. That was a good word, guys. We need the word of God, and we need the people of God to stay focused on the one thing that matters the most. I'm going to have the band come on up. Um, I didn't tell them when to beforehand, so come up now. It's now. The time is now. But when the band comes up, everybody gets really distracted, and they're like, ooh, it's almost time to go. Um, I know because I sit out here every week and I see you. Um, <laughs> but so just stay, stay with me. Eyeballs on me, okay? So I say to my kids, "Let me see your eyes." Um, friends, we we really need this reminder, and I really need this reminder. If it's for no one else, it is for me, okay? Because things get swirly. Things get swirly, life starts to pile up on you and feel very complicated. And situations that you're facing, they can start to weigh you down. And the pressure from outside or maybe the circumstances that you're encountering, they're starting to confuse you and cloud you and distract you from the one thing that matters the most. And the pressure that we could feel sometimes makes us want to check out. Peace out. I, I wanna turn off that discipline. I wanna turn off that intentionality. I don't really wanna go to life group tonight. I don't really need to go to church. And we can just go into autopilot mode. I get that feeling. And maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I've done so well hearing God this year. And kudos to you. And we need you, we need you. And maybe you're here and you're like, I didn't even know that was our church word. And I've been doing awesome or I I don't do that, okay? And so I'm here to encourage you and to encourage us, wherever you are, doesn't matter because looking forward, we wanna keep doing it. We wanna keep doing it. We wanna keep turning aside to hear from Him. We wanna keep listening. We wanna keep stepping out in faith. We wanna keep giving our time to His Word. We wanna keep giving our time to each other. Let's not give up. Let's not just go into autopilot and check out. Let's remember the one thing that matters the most. Let's remember that he's with us and he's with you tomorrow. And he's with you on Wednesday and he's with you on Saturday and he's with you next month and he's with you all the time. And he wants to speak with you. And we can do this together. We can be a people who are committed to the one thing, And what would that look like? It gets me so excited to think about a church and a people who are devoted to turning aside from doing life their own way to hearing God tell them how He wants it done and how to hear from Him. Because there is nothing better. There is nothing sweeter. There is nothing that could fill you with hope, life, joy, freedom, like Jesus. It's, it's simple. It is not easy, but it can be simple. And it will take time. It will take work. It will take humility and repentance and a lot of reminding that my life is not my own, but I have been bought with a price and now I live in Christ Jesus. But it is so worth it because it is the only thing that matters for eternity. It is, it's the only thing that matters for your life, for eternity. And so we we like to have our band come back up not just because they sound awesome but because we get to hear from god and now we want to respond we have to do something to to do it jesus says you got to hear my words and then you got to do them and so god is going to do something in you right now and he wants you to respond somehow and i don't know what that is but we're gonna worship again. And so whatever it is that you need to do to let that sit in your heart and actually respond, I want you to do that. So we're gonna have our prayer team come up. And if you need prayer for anything, if you need someone to stand with you and say, I wanna do this, I want to hear from God. Or if you need a miracle, if you need um, healing, whatever it is, if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, please don't leave without getting prayer. That would be silly. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to stand on up and I'm going to pray for us. But we want this to be a time where you can encounter Jesus right now because Our prayer this morning, I made them say that, Antioch prayer, because we were gonna say the Lord's prayer, but I love it because it's like, today is a good day. Jesus is alive, He is here. Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning. Come and do what only you can do. We love you, we expect to meet with you. He's here right now, and it would be so silly to not respond when God is here. So I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna worship again. Lord, oh, Jesus, we, we acknowledge you are here, God. We acknowledge that you are with us and that you are speaking to us and that nothing else matters. Nothing that I'm gonna do later today, nothing that I'm gonna do tomorrow, nothing that's on my mind for this week could matter in this moment, but hearing from you and being with you and encountering your voice and letting you shape us. And so Lord, we are offering to you ourselves right now. And I ask Holy Spirit that you would come and that you would stir our heart again to keep going. That you would come and wake us up out of the routines that we have gotten ourselves into, maybe even the good ones, God, but it doesn't matter as much as you. And so Jesus, we fix our eyes on you again. In Jesus' name, amen.